Today's daf is Maseches Kedushin Daf Lamed Hey. On the flip side of what we discussed yesterday in terms of women's obligations and exemptions of time-bound mitzvot, those commandments which the Torah places upon a certain time of the year, a certain time of the day that they are to be performed, the Gemara carries on entire Amud today, Amud Aleph, in this topic. We noted the foundational idea of the Abu Draham one of the early Rishonim, that women were exempted from time-bound commandments so as not to create conflicts with their central role in the Jewish home. But we want to understand what if a woman would like to volunteer to do these time-bound mitzvot that they are, in fact, exempted from. Would this be something that they're permitted to do? Would this be something that's encouraged? Is there a reward for performing mitzvot that one is not obligated in? The Ashkenazi practice, based on the approach of Rabbeinu Tam, is that not only may, may women participate and involve themselves with time-bound mitzvot, one has to look into each mitzvah and see what the practice is in each community, but they may even make a bracha over them, may make a blessing over the performance of a mitzvah that they themselves are not exempt in. There's a fulfillment of a mitzvah as well in this category on the level of eno mitzvah It's true that they're not commanded as such in the commandment, but we do find that Rabbeinu Tam and others note that there is a reward for the performance of a mitzvah that one is not obligated in. Although this is the practice of Ashkenazi women, it's interesting to note the Or Zeruah, one of the Ashkenazi Rishonim, makes the point that Rashi seems to have disagreed with Rabbeinu Tam. The Gemara in Sukkah, Membeza Medalev, presents a possibility that on Yom Tov that falls on Shabbos, a lulav will be moktza, will be set aside and not to be handled by women because she has no use for it. In the conclusion over there, the lulav is not moktza for anyone. But Rashi doesn't say it's because women would take the lulav, rather a different reason. The words of Rashi are given the ra'uil in the tilat anashim, since it's something that men would, could use, would use for the performance of the mitzvah, torat kliyalav. It has a has a status of a usable item, umutar therefore, because it's usable for men, it becomes permissible for anybody else to handle it as well. The Orzarua says from here we see, no blessings should be made by women on time-bound commandments, but according to Rashi, it seems even more, that there may not even be a concept of women getting involved in time-bound mitzvot. On the other extreme, we find the Ramban, his version of what Rabbeinu Tam had said, he says, Misha osa mitzvot ha Torah Any person who does mitzvot of the Torah as they are meant to be performed, even that person who was not obligated, listen to the words, who bahem nashim He says, even women and even Gentiles, mekablim alehem sachar, will receive reward for the performance of those mitzvot. Pretty incredible that a Gentile who would take a lulav on Sukkot would be a recognized mitzvah. The Ma said, practically speaking, we probably don't go that far, likely falling somewhere in the middle of these extremes. Let's plug this into the mitzvah of Shofar and Rosh Hashanah. Language in Pnine Halacha, Yamim Narayim, Mitzvah Shofar is as follows. Hagvarim Chayim, Mitzvah, men are obligated in the mitzvah of Anashim Turmi, men and women are exempt. From the mitzvah of shofar, mitzvah It is a time-bound commandment. Those who want to go hear the shofar will fulfill the mitzvah. And it is the practice of most women to go 
and try to perform and fulfill this mitzvah. In terms of the bracha over shofar, if it would just be for the woman herself to fulfill the mitzvah, so the svardim have the practice not to make the blessings on the shofar, while Ashkenazim have the practice to make brachot for a woman who is hearing the shofar. It seems from all the poskim, and Rabbi Vadi Yosef goes into this in detail, that this practice for women after it was a volunteered experience became solidified almost nearly on the level of being a vow anedah. Perhaps the unique nature of what shofar represents and means to each person is motivated all of Amisel to join in this precious mitzvah every year and enables each member of the Jewish people to evoke the wordless cry of the shofar in an effort to express that which is hardest to express to Hashem, our deepest hopes and wishes, that something in our hearts, that sits on our hearts and souls at the beginning of each year, may Hashem hear these sounds, these sounds that emanate from the deepest places of our souls and shower the world with mercy and with blessings.